trainers and Pokemon enthusiasts. Introducing Go Battlecast, your weekly fix for all things Pokemon Go and Pokemon. Get the unfiltered, raw truth on the game, culture, and community. So, let the battle begin. Here are your hosts, Zach Duarte and Dominic Zingali. And we're back with another episode of the Go Battlecast podcast. Zach and Dom here. Episode 30. We are officially a middle-aged man or woman, whatever you want to consider there. We're, we, we are experiencing our midlife crisis, though, Dom. That's what that's what happens in your 30s. I'm in my 30s. I, I, are you in your 30s, Dom? We, yeah. A lot of people don't know our backstories here, right? You know, a lot of people don't know too much about us because we don't disseminate too much information. So you're in your 30s as well. Yep. Good old 30s. All right, good. There you go. So, uh, you know, are you experiencing a midlife crisis? Uh, no, not at all. Not at all. Okay. Well, my car took a shit this week, so we could say I'm experiencing somewhat of a midlife crisis, you know, because the economy's in the dumps and all that kind of stuff. So, but anyways, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to keep it light. A lot for us to get into. Uh, we had a stupid event yesterday, just like I called last week. I literally said last week, Dom, April 1st is going to be a stupid event. And guess what it was? It was basically like the Bidoof event, right? Of course, yeah. But we got good old uh, Ditto this time around. And uh, I think a lot of people were still pretty happy for what it was. I think it was, was cool. It was cool. There, there was like one part of the event that was so odd where it's like, okay, I'm at this part of the research task where it's like, okay, we need to catch a Pokemon that transforms. But we had to wait until like five o'clock or something for that to happen. So you had like that weird three to four hours of downtime of like, okay, what the hell am I going to be doing until this uh, happens? But yeah, it was it was cool overall. I think a lot of people showcase it on Twitter with the amount of hundos and extra two, three, four shiny dittos that they caught. So it looked like a lot of people were still happy for how silly the event was. I did get a hundo ditto via the the the, the quests. You know that was pretty cool. Um, I liked it. I, I thought it was, first of all, I'm somebody who, when I get a ditto, I keep it for a trade, you know, because I want to get 296 XO candies for that thing. But also I've been building my level 50 Arbok, my shiny Arbok that I got in a right. trade. And I don't, I only have like a hundred XL candy. So I caught a lot of Arbok yesterday or uh, Ekans yesterday. So that was pretty cool. Um, I, I wish it was longer than one day. You know, that was cool. You know, you know what I don't like in these events though, is the amount of over communication from Niantic in these things. How so? You know, I, I'm, I'm somebody that subscribes to their Twitter feed. So I get notifications when they tweet or anything like that all day yesterday. Just tweets of ellipses. You know what ellipses are? Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Dot, dot. Like, go to Niantic's Twitter feed. 16 times yesterday, just dot, 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 dot. Why are we doing this? Why are we... And we all realize that Niantic has a communication problem. But clearly, when they want to communicate something that is incredibly dumb, they have no problem doing it. Because yesterday, they sent out a thousand stupid tweets... Um, and that and and that to me is why the event is stupid. Not because of the in-game portion, but because of the way Niantic treats it. Like, oh, anything could be a ditto, and it's like a picture of rocks. <laughs> you know, you're just like, dude, stop, please, please stop. But uh, I loved the event yesterday. I wish it was longer. Um, I wish it was a couple of days so I could catch some more dittos. I probably caught like 
50, 60, you know, uh, and, and those are all, I'm going to keep those off for a trade at some point. So, uh, I liked it. I liked it. We've got news of a new event. Uh, we've got, you know, obviously PVP going on. We'll get into that here in just a second. I want to touch on community day from last week, but how was your week, Dom? How have you been doing? Have you been playing catch cup? Have you been playing ultra league? I mean, is anybody really playing catch cup? Cause, cause I can't imagine anybody is right now. People. Yeah. People are playing catch cup. Uh, it's, I don't know. Like, I guess if you still have Pokemon that you want to power up and that you need for season twelve, by all means, I guess go right ahead. But no, we've been we've been sticking to only Ultra League, and so we've just been spicing it out this whole entire week. So, you know, from from the last cycle that we had Ultra League, we powered up uh, Electivire Shadow and also a Shadow Machamp, and I felt like this whole entire week so far. Uh, we we've uh, used Shadow Electivire for almost every single team, if not maybe once or twice, not here nor there. But man, it was it was just a fun week. I don't know why I felt like this past week with Ultra League, everything was just amazing. It was just fun. Um, it's probably my first time I can say, or at least I can admit that Open Ultra League was just really really fun. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to be like that for season twelve, but I'm enjoying it while it lasts and. We had um, a dual stream with Wally Dog six one nine. If you don't know him, he's another Twitch streamer, um, Pokemon fan, and he's trying to get his podcast uh, going, or at least I'm trying to push him to get his podcast going onto like Spotify and other networks. But he's been doing it with Brown Baller ten, another content creator, great battler as well too. Ball on the wall, um, yeah, it's or yeah, I think that's I think that's what it is. Uh, but yeah, it was it's fun overall. Overall week was fun. We duel with him and. Uh, he had some random team suggestions that we're going off with. And if you haven't seen the YouTube or uh, the Twitter shorts, by all means, just check it out because we've been showcasing those. I think it's been like the best battles that I've had this season. Yeah, I was pretty much forced to play Ultra League, which I pretty much never do. And I've had fun and I did my best to not use any XL Pokemon. I didn't necessarily try to spice it up too much because, again, you know, and I've said this before. The the deeper we get into the leagues, you know, Great League, Ultra League, Master League, the deeper we get, the less Pokemon I have built for these because I, I just don't like expending the resources. To be honest, I have such a vast library of Pokemon for Great League. And then it's like a quarter of that is what I have built for Ultra League and then even less for Master League. So I, did I spice it up? No, not really. I think my... Main team that I ran was Crobat, Obstagoon. Uh, once in a while, I played with Galvantula. I think, although Galvantula is an XL Pokemon, so I tried not to, you know. But again, I just don't have too much built, and I'm not going to, because I'd rather invest my resources into greatly Pokemon. And and if you're noticing a theme, like all the cups are greatly cups, or less. Little cup, catch cup, retro cup. Uh, Halloween Cup, which is coming up, they're all great league format. So that's and you, you you're looking at the regionals right now that were in Liverpool last week. Great league format, fifteen hundred CP and less. So that's what I'm really expending my resources on. Not so much uh, ultimately, but I I had fun. I you know I I finally got to the win two hundred and fifty six battles portion. <laughs> oh, so you've been for, playing. You've been playing, playing for, for forty five hundred Stardust. <laughs> yeah. For 4,500 start, like, what is the point? What is the point? 
you know it, that, that that's not a real reward we already talked about that though so yeah you know having as much fun as i can not really it's it's been a thing where i've had more time this last week to play because i you know i have been without a vehicle for this last week so i've been home a little bit more but uh i've had fun uh, upcoming we've got master league and halloween cup now you said that we're going to do a dual stream when it gets to master league and halloween cup did did i did i misquote you on that uh i don't know now you're home i mean i thought we were going to be streaming already so again doors are open i'm uh, i'm waiting oh, you, you calling me out then yeah i'm calling you out i uh, am okay. calling you out bro damn the last week you said i was picking on you i think it's you who's picking on me right now i mean oh yeah you know you're the you're the darling of the pokemon go community right now the content yeah, creators yeah we so. gotta we gotta keep con uh pulling out the content you know we gotta keep on pumping it out so that's yeah we've been, we've we gotta introduce your your streamers to me oh yeah <laughs> me and my baby teams although halloween cup i actually i actually really enjoy running like meta teams so <laughs> Um, uh, there's not a lot of again when you have these restricted cups and Halloween is probably not one of the more restricted ones. It's probably the one of the more open ones, um, because of how many typings you have. But the limited the the cup the the harder it is to run spice. You know, it's just there's only you know for the the Sinnoh cup it was like 110 Pokemon were eligible for the Sinnoh cup. You can't run spice. Drifflin beats everything in in Sinnoh cup. Yeah, uh, what's his Empoleon? Empoleon destroys everything unless it's like a fighter. So, but then you have like the Empoleon Driftblim core in Sinnoh Cup, un unbeatable, just unbeatable. There's no spice you're gonna run that's gonna beat that core. Double double electric in the back, <laughs> Driftblim double electric. That's what I was running for a couple sets. If that's yeah, it beats that core. Uh, yeah, it could. It could. The problem with Drifflin is it has the uh, the buffing, the buffing icy wind move. So you have a lot of issues there. You have a lot of issues. Drifflin's uh beefy man, beefy, the beefy Pokemon. All right. So, anyways, uh, I, I before we get into the 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 big news, which is the rocket event, which which by the way, might be the first time ever, Don, that news has come out the same day we record. I know. It always happens after we record. Yeah. Which is always, <laughs> always fine because we always mention like, okay, it's just new content to look forward to for the next episode. But yeah, I mean, the shadow event coming like right on our episode as we're recording. I mean, thank and you, it's going, Yeah. And, you know, when this episode comes out on Monday, we'll be in the event. You know, typically we're either recapping it before or after the event. So <laughs> finally, you know. Finally, news comes out on a Saturday on a day that we're recording. We'll get to that here in just a little bit. Last week, though, we spent a lot of time on the Community Day and the impacts and the changes from the three to the six hours. I've had more time to think about it. And I do, I, I've, I've changed my tune a little bit just from the fact of, I do think three hours is a little bit too short. You know, and I, I know I said this last week, but I kind of just mentioned it in passing, but I when I when I put more thought into it, and I I also listened to Ryan Swag. He put out a video on YouTube. He's not for it at all. I do think three hours is too short, but I also think six hours is too long. I I I think four hours would be a perfect amount of time for an event like Community Day, to where it doesn't um, negate the community aspect, which is what Niantic is saying. Six hours. It, it you know there's not a lot of people going out for the duration of the entire six hours therefore 
people that are meeting up are not having those opportunities because some are going for the first three hours, some are going for the last three hours. I get what they're saying. I also think that there's a lot to what other people are saying. Ryan Swag's main point was like, hey, we are cutting opportunities now to catch PvP IV Pokemon, which is true, you know, which is true. But everybody wants to have their cake and eat it too. Like, first of all, this is a fucking video game. Like, let's all calm down. Right. And and I know that people spend a lot of money on this game and I've been very vocal that I don't. But at the same time, like there's just going to be events that you're not going to be able to play. And that just comes with the territory of being a functioning adult. Like you have responsibilities. Some people have kids. Some people have jobs. Some people have other family they need to spend. Whatever it may be, you're not going to play and, and be able to go out and enjoy every single event. And you should know that going into a game. Like like this, you know, it's it's at the end of the day, it's Pokemon, you know, like we're a little bit nerdy here, bro. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like we can't get out and play every single event. So I hear what other people are saying, um, but I also I I don't disagree with what Niantic's main point was is that like communities are not getting together throughout a six hour event, which I agree because a lot of times I go to the park on community day and there's nobody there. But when Johto Tour was here, the park was full. You couldn't, you couldn't park in the parking lot, dumb. You had to park across the street. And I'm sure that was the case in a lot of other communities as well. So, you know, I, I don't think there's a perfect solution. There will be situations where, obviously, I think was, with six hours, everybody will be happy. But I don't think that, I, I agree with Niantic. Like, it's not bringing people together. You're not bringing people together for six hours and you're, providing more opportunities for people to be spread out. So my main overall point here is like, I think community day should have been shortened, but not shortened, like cut in half, basically. So, and, 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 and lastly, before I let you go on this, like, you know, everybody's getting upset lately. Obviously the distance to the stops, that was a huge deal. And we got that changed, but then it's like, oh, the incense, like they're trying to go back to how it was before COVID, you know, and I'm not mad at that. Do I think that they can look at some quality of life updates like they have, you know, for instance, the distance to stops and change it? Sure. But like, we don't need to keep everything how it was because of COVID. Like we can, and look, I don't know how other communities are, but you know, it feels like COVID is going away slowly, but surely. and. We, we, we're not going to keep everything in this video game how it used to be prior to COVID. Like, again, when I talk to people about this game, I say it's a great game. It makes you go outside. You can't really play it from home. And Niantic made it a game that you can play while playing at home. So I, I'm not mad at Niantic for a lot of these changes. Like, I'm not mad at Niantic for the incense change. I'm not mad at Niantic for the community day reversion. You know, like they want people to go outside like oh my gosh and and I'm not you know me Dom I'm not this pro Niantic guy but at the same time like they have a vision for their video game and everybody's all fucking hurt and in their feelings that they can't play the game in, from their bed or from their couch and like I, I don't you know I'm not here for that you know yeah no I, I I can see what you're saying I mean I was listening to a little bit of Ryan Swag's video before I got like distracted with something else and i didn't finish watching it but based on what you're saying we actually we haven't even talked about it either that the 
we do have another classic community day with uh, Swampert. And when we had this, the, the last spotlight hour, I was out catching the Paris just to get some uh, extra stardust. And uh, the, some of our local friends were actually there at the park. And we were talking about, it. I'm like, I'm, I'm still holding my ground. I think, you know, three hours is, is still fine. Yes. I think four hours would help, but just to stand to the point of what you're still saying, if Niantic's going to give us a community day of a new Pokemon, new move, new shiny, um, and then also a classic community day, that's still six hours. And then we can still, it's still going to be split up. Still going to give us more opportunities to go out to, to, to hang out with friends and do things that we typically do on a community day. So I'm still not mad. And if they're going to keep having those bonuses, like we talked about in the previous episode, where it's just going to be jam packed or at least give us more than what we typically have in the past. I still think three hours is still sufficient. And, you know, yes, it's still a video video game at the end of the day. And, you know, it's okay if we don't get all the perfect IVs that we get uh, for, for a Pokemon when it comes to GBL. I mean, heck, for for a six-hour community day, I still sometimes don't get the best of the best IVs, but you just roll with what you got. So I still think, you know, yeah, three hours is is still more than enough for what we need for, for GBL. And, you know, not all IVs matter, but still, you can put a team together and make it work nonetheless. I mean, if you're a great battler, you'll make it work. And, you know, yeah, some situations, IVs may work out to, to your benefit, but I mean, come on now. It's just, it's a community day. Niantic's giving us an opportunity to to get something new. And they've already been featuring Classic Day, Classic Community Day. So we're going to have another shot at a, a, a Pokemon that it's been featured before. And at the end of the year, we still get those two days of, of Community Day. So there's a lot of opportunities. And you can still trade with people. So yeah, I think I think it's fine. I mean, people are, I think, still overreacting. So I don't know. Three hours is still fine by me. I'm I'm still standing with what Niantic's doing. Now here's here's the problem that we have, Dom, is like first of all, I don't like to be the Niantic defender. Not my favorite thing, because I don't like Niantic and I don't appreciate a lot of the shit that they've tried to pull. And I and I will never ever forgive them for the Jim Coin reversion. Like fucking assholes. I'll never forgive that. Okay? But if they want to stand on this platform and say, we want to get this game to how it was pre-COVID, we want to get people together, we want to get people outside exploring, if that's true, then you got to take away remote rates. Because that is the biggest killer of playing this game as a community. Because you have people now able to, uh, most of the people I've met, like, you're one of the few people I've met, Dom, that I didn't meet at a raid. I have so many good, fun stories of raiding in this game and how I've met people. And I can't think of any in the last two years. Obviously, because we had a pandemic, but also because Niantic implemented this feature where I can raid from the seat of my house, you know, the, the couch in my house or a bed, whatever. I don't have to get out. Now, I'm also not stupid and going to sit here and say Niantic needs to get rid of remote raids, but if they want to sit here and puff up their puff their chest out and say, we pride ourselves on getting people outside and exploring their communities and, and interacting with one another face-to-face, 
then you got to change something about remote raids because that has killed a lot of the community aspect, in my opinion. Well, if you want to really play devil's advocate, then I mean, I would say you have to also bring back the kilometers for playing deep. Oh, man. No, don't do that. (laughs) I mean, I saw that tweet from Daniel Zaneri. He's joking around. But I mean, if if you're going to do that for remote raids, then by all means, GBL battles is the same way, too. I mean, I get it. Like, that's true. I mean, the the remote raids, I, I... I can agree to to that aspect. I think it's a good addition, but yes, it's it's a hindrance hindrance to Niantic's uh, vision of just having people go out and about. And like most video games today, nowadays, it seems like I don't know. I don't even want to say like every quarter, but maybe like every month, or they just have some sort of patch where they buff and nerf certain things. So I mean, again, I'm happy for remote raid passes for what they are. Um, just for the opportunity of just other content creators to do what they can do as far as streaming goes or for those like last minute opportunities where like, hey, you know, I can't meet you in person, but I'll I'll join and fight with you. But again, if if they do something like just to, I don't know, to, to make people come together a little bit more, I mean, give more benefits to premium passes uh, for for in person or for for in person raids and and or like nerf the. I don't know, the remote pass, like your damage does less, but you can still contribute. I know you don't want me to say like, uh, you know, the remote raid passes should be more pokey coins, but uh, I mean, that's another option as well, too. It's it's such a tough spot because remote raiding is awesome and it's a great feature and you're going to lose a lot of the community or a portion of the community if you completely take that away. But it's never going to happen, right? Like they, their pockets are being filled by people buying remote raid passes. But if Niantic wants to, you know, and, and I guess we can kind of close and move on on this. Like if Niantic really wants to sit here, and again, like I'm not Niantic defender guy. I will challenge Niantic on anything. But if they want to sit here and puff their chest out and say, Oh, go out in communities and we're going to cut the incense and we're going to cut community days because you guys aren't getting together. Well, we're not getting together either because of fucking remote raids. So which one is it, Niantic? Do you really care about people getting outside and getting in the... Nothing kills communities more than remote raids. Nothing. Not community day, not incenses. That's a fact. You can agree with that. Anybody that listens to this point can agree with that. Nothing kills getting people together more than remote rating. If they really want to make that point, then they've got to they've got to make a change to remote raids. I'm not saying get rid of it. I'm saying make a change to it to where you nerf it how you've nerfed incenses and how you've nerfed community days. Otherwise, you're just full of shit and you want to pull these like I don't know what the reason would be behind these changes then because if they really felt that, if they really truly in their hearts said we want to get people together, then you'd remove remote raids. But you know that's never going to happen because of how much money they make on it. So uh, it's it's an interesting point, you know, and I think a lot of people have, have brought that to the forefront, and I'd be interested to hear what they would have to say about it. I don't think they'll ever address it because they're, they are making way too much money on people buying remote raids. You know, I, I just, I, I agree with the community community day changes. I'm not totally against the incense changes, although I, I think there could be an alteration to where there's two different types of incenses. But if Niantic, you know, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm sorry, but if they really want to sit here and tell us that all these changes are happening because communities are not as 
populous as they used to be, then the number one reason for that is the remote raids. So you're linking actually for the community based on just remote raids and not tying into the community. I mean, it feels like it's a little, it's a little off in some aspects. I mean, I, I get where your point, where you're getting at, but I think I think the ditto messages are from Niantic is getting Wait, to what, your what, head. Wait, what, what are you trying to say? I'm not, I'm not sure what you're trying to say. <laughs> I don't know. You're trying to link between like communities and, and remote raid passes. And, you know, I don't, I don't know why we're talking about having to get rid of remote raid passes or, Hold on. or nerfing it at this but point do you, now. Do you, not agree, do you not agree with what I'm saying? Do you think, you really think that changing community days will bring communities back together? Or do you think if there was no more remote raid passes and you were forced to go back out to go raid, that people would get together again, because you can't t- you can't tell me I that think, remote raids I, haven't killed the process of people getting together and interacting with one another. Yeah, but getting rid of it, let's just say devil's advocate. I don't think a portion of the population is going to go back out. Well, and raid I'm again the I'm same not for getting rid of it. in the game. Okay, I'm just even saying if if we even got rid of it. I mean, I just don't we, still see we would, people coming we would, out doing the same. I mean, it's like the damage is already lose done. A large Let's just put it that way. Portion of of the player of the player base there, you would lose a lot of people. Because if I lost remote raid passes, I don't think I would really change the way that I still play at the game, having remote raid passes or not. I mean, that's just the okay, way that I do, see it. I mean, I don't know if do other you, people do, would, would. Do you think that you interact well with your community more with remote raid passes than you used to? I mean, at the end of the day for me, if I want to make an effort to meet with anyone in the game to play it, regardless of what it is, I would make it happen. That's just the way that I am. I don't I don't need a community day, an event, a remote raid pass, spotlight hour. I mean, it's just more on personal preference of what I need in the game. And, you know, if, if other people have that same intentions, then that's what brings people together. So for me personally, I, I mean, I guess maybe... The, the Pokemon and the raids are not really catching my attention. So it's not something that I'm just, I don't really care about. So, I mean, like I said, Land- Landorus coming up at the end of April is what I'm going to probably raid a lot harder because I would like to get the shiny and have opportunities to trade with other people. But again, if it's in person or not, if I have remote, remote raid passes or not, I mean, I'm not going to really, really go out of my way because again, it's a game at the end of the day. And, you know, I'm trying to tie my times in, in the right situations and the right opportunities. And, you know, I got I got to cut my losses somewhere. So, so basically what I'm gathering from this is you don't really want to play the game with me because you've never really found a way to play the game with me. Well, it wouldn't happen because you don't have a car. <laughs> so I have to like Uber, Uber you. So I only I mean, live in, within walking distance of the best place to play the game in the community. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's move on here. You, uh, you mentioned it earlier, Dom. We were just talking about Community Day. Uh, big news here is we are going to have a Community Day classic, and that's going to be Mudkip into Swampert learning Hydro Cannon. I can't think of a single bad thing to say about this. I think we all want this. Uh, it's probably one of the most versatile Pokemon in terms of its usage in every single league. Um, yeah. Plus, a lot of us probably at this point have also shadow uh, mudkips that we're maybe waiting to evolve. So, yeah, man. I mean, who is bummed out to hear <laughs> to hear about Community Day Classic with Mudkip? Yeah, I know, right? I mean, if you guys don't hate Swampert in PvP, I mean, after this Classic Community Day, best believe there's going to be like, I don't know how many more Swamperts on teams, but 
Yeah, I mean, it's cool. I, I've always loved Swampert. I think when I got into the game in the very beginning of 2020, it was like one of the hardest Pokemon for me to get good IVs and even just getting it as a trade in itself with other people too. Um, it felt like it was just like a hot commodity without a doubt. So, um, But I'm still looking forward to it, man. I, I don't have a Shlundo of it yet. I don't have a Hundo of one yet. And that Mega Evolution is going to be coming around the corner. I don't know if I want to say anytime soon, but definitely, definitely stack up on some XLs. Get get your 300 XLs in because I think even when, when Megas come into play whenever, it's it's going to be a threat regardless. So, Oh, yeah. And, and what I'm what I'm looking at here is like the pattern, right? What is the pattern with Community Day Classics? Well, the the first one was in January. This one's in April. So every three months. So I think you and I, when we first talked about it, we talked about what Community Day Classic could be. We did talk about it being quarterly, every three, four months. Um, So we're looking at four Community Day Classics, right? Because every, one every three months, that means we'll have four in the year. Also, do you think that they're only going to be starter Pokemon? Because the first one was nah. Bulbasaur. This one is Mudkip. I'm trying to think like the third, the third Community Day Classic Pokemon could be Charmander. Although we've had so many events with Charmander. We've had two Community Days for Charmander. It could be uh, Piplup. I think Empoleon has a lot of play, right? So, um... I, I, I feel safe in saying it's a quarterly event. And, you know, I think the third one will give us a good idea of what the pattern is with the Pokemon they're choosing. Are they starter Pokemon or are they just incredibly PvP relevant Pokemon? Because then the next one could maybe be Beldum, could be Dratini, uh, could be any of these other Pokemon that have PvP, uh, you know, Magikarp. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I think they're going to stick with starters for a little while. Yeah, I mean... I, I don't even want to like tie or, or or put any theories on like what Pokemon that they're gonna actually bring into the classic community day. So I mean it's to me it's still an extra bonus. Again, it's it's something that we can just bring people together and just have fun playing. So it's it's whatever for me. I mean, I'm I'm happy. And uh, you know, again, if it's if it's another couple months to get another classic community Pokemon that's reliable, fun and and uh you know, good for for the community. Then, by all means, I'm I'm fine with it. You know, it's just a, an extra thing. It's just an extra perk in the game, and I, I I love it for what it is. I'm a little bit confused on the the TM box, right? You're going to get a uh, a elite fast TM, but this is a Pokemon that ex- it learns an exclusive charged move. Um, I'm interested about that because typically the idea behind selling the boxes, Dom, is okay, maybe you already have a, you know, Hundo Swampert and you just want to change the the charge move. So they sell a box with the elite charge move. Here, they're selling it with an elite fast move. So it's a little confusing there. Not the biggest deal in the world, but that's, that's a little interesting. But yeah, I mean, who's mad at this? You know, April 10th, uh, 2 to 5 p.m., three hours on a Sunday. You know, we're, we live in South Florida. It, it has officially turned to summer. So uh, we'll be out there, you know, with our with our our swamp ass trying to catch swamp birds. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. I think with with the uh, the TMs, they usually alternate it. So I don't know. I haven't been paying attention honestly because I haven't been buying boxes lately for that. So 
definitely going to be a fun event regardless and uh, just definitely looking forward to it. I mean, I think I have uh, a, a, a Shadow Swampert oh, that yeah. I'm ready to actually, uh, what's it called, evolve. Or no, Mudkip. <laughs> I keep saying Swampert. A Mudkip that I'm going to evolve eventually. I think I have like one one really, really good in Great League. I already have one pretty good in, in uh, Ultra League. But I think I have one that's a little bit better for Ultra League, if I'm not mistaken. And I may have something, something for, for Master League. But uh, yeah, I mean, we have an event that's happening on the 7th. And we're actually uh, having a Team Rocket event. That's what it is. And like, guys... This is always a fun, fun event when rockets come up, man, because we can get all those frustrating frustration moves away with all of our shadow Pokemon. And this is the the event, man. I mean, it, it started yesterday on Sunday, April 3rd. And like I said, it's coming on to the 7th. And yeah, man, we're going to get some new Pokemon. We're getting another Pokemon debut. Sadly for me personally, I've been wanting to get that Poliwag shiny. And I couldn't get it. So we got some new Pokemon, though, that I'm looking forward to. But yeah, I mean, it's this is the time to let go all that frustration on your Pokemon and, and to get some some new stuff and some new Swamperts for, for Community Day. Yeah, I mean, first of all, this is going to be an Alolan-themed uh, Rocket Takeover. So we'll have some new Shadow Alolan Pokemon. We're looking at Shadow Alolan Rattata, Shadow Alolan Sandshrew, which we just had the Community Day. Shadow Alolan Executor, and then some non-Alolan Pokemon, Shadow Sudowoodo, Shadow Girafferig, Shadow Numel. Um Shadow Alolan Sandshrew, that's going to be interesting. So if you catch a, a Shadow Alolan Sandshrew, the prudent move here is, unless you want to spend an Elite TM, uh, is to hang on to it until December, right? Because that's when you'll have the uh, Community Day. Uh, for all the Pokemon throughout the whole year, and then you can evolve your Shadow Alolan Sandshrew into Sand Slash and get the uh, the Elite Charged move. Is it Elite Charged or Elite Fast move that it gets Sandshrew into Sand Slash? Fast it would be uh, yeah. fast in this so case. You, I mean, you could use an, an Elite Fast TM if you want, or you could wait till December. But uh, and then also, we're getting a new Pokemon, Salandit and Salazzle. No, no idea about this book. You know, again, I didn't really play the Alolan games very much. Um, here's a a quick look, and I'm looking again on PV Poke for the move set for Salazzle. So it's a Poison Fire typing. Listen to these fast moves, Dom. Incinerate Poison Jab. Heck, yes. Like that is an impressive fast move uh, move set. Then Charge Move, Poison Fang, Fire Blast. Sludge Wave and Dragon Pulse. So a debuffing move. And then three basically nuke moves with Fire Blast, Sludge Wave. Although Sludge Wave is like borderline nuke move. And then Dragon Pulse. So interesting, interesting Pokemon. It'll have a, a huge weakness to ground, though. So be careful with that. Yeah, I think it's double weak. Oh, like it's yeah. double weak to ground. Yeah. Um, I love the, like, the, it has traits on PV Poke. So it says spammy, fast move pressure, glass cannon, clumsy, and volatile. <laughs> Apparently, Salazzle's clumsy. I think that's, uh, that needs to be pertaining to the trainers. I mean, that's if you, like, tap extra and oh, that's, 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 that's <laughs> sentence. Right so two incinerates to a poison fan. <laughs> that's impressive. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the amount of times that you can farm down and get so much energy and just keep spamming out poison fangs? 
on top of the incinerate damage as well too it's gonna be fun it's a it, from what a couple people have been like uh researching and and you know doing all the crunching in the numbers and all that fun stuff i mean it's still gonna be uh a glass cannon pokemon but i still think it's gonna be a a little bit of a threat for for great league and i don't know about ultra league because i haven't personally done the research yet myself but i think it's it's just gonna be a fun pokemon and it's like in the back of my mind is the fact that like niantic didn't you tell us you're not going to give us like right. new Pokemon with new moves that are going to uh, like not change the meta so much? Because I think it's going to have some viability in GBL without I'm going to read doubt. this update here from uh, PV Poke on Twitter. It says, Salasal doesn't represent well in the open league rankings because it struggles in multiple categories, but can succeed in ways that don't show up in the rankings. Uh, poten- potential accessibility problems. Salandit is in 12 kilometer eggs means it will hatch above 500 CP. Low-level accounts can acquire them below 500 CP, and Salandit has high potential in Element Cup. I hope it can appear as a special research encounter in the near future. So there you go. So yeah, only way to get it is in 12-kilometer eggs, which we know is a fucking pain in the ass. So thank thank you very much for that, Niantic. Um, Other information about this event here, Dom. Giovanni will have Shadow Latias. Um, are are you one of these people? Do you catch each of the shadow Pokemon uh, that Giovanni has, or do you save the uh, the the Super Rocket Radar? Like, what's your philosophy there? Uh, I usually try to just catch whatever is out, but I think with this one, I may actually really? save it because we already know we we already know that Latias is not like the best the best Pokemon for GBL, and I'm only talking about in, in GBL you know perspectives here. Um, having in the shadow form, I don't think it's going to do any, any better for me personally. Again, I haven't crunched the numbers. I haven't done the research, the matchups, but knowing how hard it is to, to use Latias, Latios and GBL, I just don't think a shadow form is going to do anything better. So I think, you know, getting the Giovanni, uh, radar for this and, and saving it in this one particular situation is the way that I'm going to take it. So, I mean, I would rather have something like, double lugias or another legendary pokemon that comes out that I would rather double up and see if i can get a better iv for but for latius uh, i don't know i mean i think what would be cool is um you know maybe i can like bug one of my sisters to, to play for this event with me and maybe she can get the shadow form and purify it and then trade it to me when we become like lucky friends just to have maybe like a return version of it for shits and giggles but yeah, I'm gonna say the pass. I'm seeing something on Game Press. Oh, it's April Fool's. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was Chancy. like, what? <laughs> Here's an update from Zionic, who just tweeted this out a couple minutes ago. Although, of course, when this episode comes out, this this information will be widely available. Uh, Salazzle, sorry, Salandit is a uh, a Pokemon you can only encounter in 12 kilometer eggs and. It is the rarest hatch. <laughs> and apparently it has to be female to evolve. That's what, that's what, uh, that's what, uh, Zionic oh. is saying. So, so there you go. Wow. Good luck. <laughs> somebody who doesn't, somebody who doesn't Good buy luck, trainers. Good luck with your, your one, uh, free, yeah, regular, uh, incubator. So it should be fun. It'd be fun. Yeah, I'll, I'll catch this Latias. It's the first uh, Shadow Dragon Pokemon that we've seen, so I'm gonna I'm gonna catch it. And I I'm, I catch them all. 
I'm I'm good with having one of each. So uh, I'll I'll be catching this Shadow Ladius. I don't care. And uh, I think for the event that looks like it's about it. Um, you can buy in the uh, shop a bundle, twelve hundred and seventy-five Poke Coins, ten max potions, ten max revives, five rocket radars. That's a hard pass for me. I'm not gonna be spending any money uh, on this event whatsoever. So yeah, little uh, shadow event. You can TM away frustration. You can catch some some new shadow Pokemon, and uh, you'll have Salandit Salandit in twelve kilometer X. So there you go. Cool little event. Uh, we all I think everybody always likes the rocket events. Although it's really, really unfortunate that this is a Pokemon you can in 12 kilometer eggs and that you can only, uh, or, or is the hardest one to, to hatch. All right, so last but not least, um, we've got the, uh, the GoFest announcement, which I thought came pretty early this year. Um, and it's kind of like a hybrid event. It is a global event and it is also in-person events as well. Let's just recap here. Saturday, June 4th and Sunday, June 5th, which... You know, for me, sucks because I'll be in Ireland, <laughs> not trying to play Pokemon Go. That's for sure. And also, I'll be flying home on the fifth. So this is great. This is great. Looks like we're going to miss a large chunk of <laughs> of Go Fest 2022. Um, so yeah, June fourth, June fifth. Those are the global events. Again, not not very much information here. Yeah, usually everybody looks forward to the posters. There is no poster. It's just a picture of GoFest 2022 with Pikachu on it. And then we've also got three in-person GoFest events in the following locations. July 1st, Berlin, Germany. July 22nd, Seattle, Washington. Pretty dope there. I'm very interested in that. And then August 5th in Sapporo, Japan. So uh, interesting how they're going to split this up. Are they going to have the same features in the in-person events, like whatever they have in Berlin? Are they also going to offer that in Seattle? Or do you have to go to each one to experience different parts of the event? So, I mean, like somebody like me, there's no shot I'm going to Berlin or Japan. Even Seattle's a stretch because it's literally across the country for us. But I would be, like, I've actually played Pokemon Go in Seattle. And it was incredibly fun. I did the first ever community day in Seattle with uh, Pikachu. And that was awesome. I had such a great experience. And I, it's probably one of my favorite Pokemon Go experiences ever. Um, playing that event in Seattle. So I'm very interested in potentially going out there. Although it's tough to maneuver that with, with the schedule right now. But got very, very interested to see how they maneuver this hybrid type event where we have a global event and where we have in-person events because the global events you have the rotating habitats you know every hour it's this 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 in the in-person events at least the way they used to be you know if i wanted to catch fire pokemon or whatever i go to where that habitat is and i stay there for as long as i want and i catch whatever it is i want for how long i want so are they going to bring that back or how are they going to maneuver these in-person events. I'm very, very interested. Again, no information besides dates and locations have been announced, so not very much for us to get into here, but uh, I'm interested in this hybrid type event. Yeah, I definitely want to go to Japan. I mean, I miss I miss Japan. When I saw that location, I'm like, oh, man. That would be something to go to. Uh, I don't think I would be able to probably go go to Japan, but uh, yeah, it would it would be like 
the place I would love to play some Pokemon is is Japan. And I have like maybe a friend or two out there. I don't know if they're still working, living out there, but um, it would it would have been fun just to to meet up with them and and to play the game and just to see Japan for what it is all over again. Because the first time around was just more or less a business trip. Um, so I only seen like small portions in Tokyo, but besides that, man, it, it would be fun just to go back and maybe like spend a a month in Japan. But I don't think that's gonna be uh very. I don't. I just don't think it's just gonna happen. So, but yeah, I mean, if anything, Seattle would probably be the me- next best thing. That would be something uh, that would fall Ooh. around my birthday. So um, just to do something new. Yep. Yep. July twenty second. So. Um, well, we'll see. We'll see. I think if anything, Seattle would be really nice. I think for some odd reason, these, the, the go fest is more intriguing for me than the regionals and the champions, because I just don't like how things are not really being advertised for, for GBL. And as much as I really, really, really love GBL, it just doesn't seem promising. I mean, it's, I'm still kind of frustrated a little bit how it seems like our community has to really hype it up to make it seem like it's worth our while to 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 mm-hmm. do the regionals and everything else and the champions but i don't know go fest seattle seems kind of seems very interesting I, I, I may want to consider that and and plan I'll that out you. or plan around it we could if do anything it. oh man i don't know you don't have a car that's that's for starts you know i'm working on that bro like give me a few <laughs> days sheesh unbelievable yeah, listen it, yeah, you know, I'm in school, so for at least for this year, so these events are are a little difficult for me to get to. But you know, 2023, man, eh, I can go. To, I can go to Japan, you know, if you want to plan that out. But I mean, I'll be uh, Seattle's probably. I almost moved there a couple of years ago. It's probably my favorite part of the country, the Pacific Northwest. So I'd be down to go uh, for this event. And just you know, you can make a vlog and. You can do a podcast from there, although I don't want to do it during the event because we lose out on event hours. So, um, and I'm sure we see a lot of the, you know, Pokemon Go community and and content creators out there as well. So it's something we could uh, pretty much entertain if we really wanted to, Dom. But speaking of content creators, you know, I was watching Caleb Pang's channel the other day, and you know, I I, I keep saying this: you're like the darling of the Twitch and streaming community now. You're like the new hot thing, man. So uh, I saw your name come up again on, on Caleb's stream. That was interesting. Gave you a lot of love, and, and deservedly so. You know, if, if you've seen Dom's shorts, not his literal shorts, but his, like, YouTube shorts, um, you, 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 you're putting out a lot of quality content out there. So that was pretty cool to see on Caleb Pang's channel the other day. Oh, man. That that just it's so funny the way that you uh, said that. I actually wouldn't that be some uh, merchandise right there? Pogo Dom's shorts. It'll be l- just legit, just shorts. Oh man, <laughs> we really do need to get the Go Back Cast merch up. Man. We really do. <laughs> that would be funny though. But no, it, it was cool. I mean, it was his uh, birthday stream, and uh, I was doing some recordings that day. But I was lurking in the background for a little bit. Man, he had he was doing a fundraiser. He's he always does fundraisers, which I always appreciate and love. And Caleb Peng, man, if you guys don't know him, man, he's he's just one of the chillest dudes. Very very smart in PvP. Um, I I just I I love him dearly, man. And the way that he did his tier list because that was like the last of the last thing. All of the community seemed like he got like over I don't know I mean, it was close to maybe up to three hundred people. 
But yeah, it was cool. The way that he had like his tier list this time around was just very positive, very uh, just very cool just for for what he did and yeah i think for for everything that he placed as far as content creators go being influential is was pretty spot on and i appreciate the the people out in the twitter world our community that was tagging me because he only did the tier list uh on pvp people that uh that were tagged so thank you uh i think there was a handful of people i don't know who they are but i'll i'll uh, say something later to you guys but yeah appreciate yeah, it you're... and appreciate uh caleb to to say what he said because it was it was cool it was really, really cool. You're the darling of the Pokemon Go streaming community. That's you, man. You got to get some shorts now. You got to get some Pogo Dom shorts. We, you know, we do need some merch. Can you get on that? You're the you're the designer here. Can you get on that? Can you do your, do um, your job, bro? You you got all the time now in the world. You're at home. <laughs> yeah, looking. You could be uh, you could be Steve Jobs now, walking around the community, uh, come brainstorming ideas and. I don't know. Get your get your iPad and just draw as you walk and as you go. Yeah, can, can you get your get your twelve kilometer eggs in and 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 get your your new feature Pokemon? Yeah, can you get on this, please? I don't know. I don't know. I I, I need a I need an assistant with all these shorts that are keep on pumping out every single day. All right. I mean, I'll be your assistant. You know, you just gotta tell me what to do. So. One year later, though. <laughs> One year later. <laughs> awesome, man. All right, hit us up on Twitter at Go Battlecast. Check out Dom at Pogo Doms at Matt Duarte Party. We'll talk to you guys next week here on the Go Battlecast podcast. Have fun, guys. Thanks for catching an episode of Go Battlecast. To catch them all, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. For more information, check out Go Battlecast on Twitter to connect with Zach and Dom. We'll see you next time. <laughs>